Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi friend, you are about to listen to an interview with an incredible smart entrepreneur and blogger, Elaine Rao. Elaine is the founder and CEO of the international business Lady Boss Blogger and has taught over 150,000 150,000 people how to monetize blogs and emails and how to get paid as an influencer. In this episode, we dive specifically into the world of blogging and what it really takes for someone to create, maintain, and monetize a successful blog. And I'm psyched because she shared so many valuable, actionable tips for anybody listening that has a desire or has maybe thought that they'd want to start their own blog. We get into what you need to get started, what you should blog about, ways to monetize, and whether she thinks the blogging world is too saturated or not. Elaine also shares a couple of tools that she uses to repurpose all of her content in addition to some free and paid trainings for anybody listening who wants more detailed hands-on support on how to do all of the things that we discussed in this episode. So we are linking all of that in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Okay. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. It is so juicy, so much good information. Enjoy. Hello, Elaine. Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. This is an absolute delight. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. You are one of my first guests that I've actually never met in person before or that like we've never really had a previous conversation. So this is new territory for me and I'm just, I'm really excited to have you. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> you do podcast interviews all the time. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm sure you do. So I'm going to do, you know, whoever listens to this podcast, they already heard your, um, kind of a little bit about your background, a little bit about you, but the reason why I wanted to have you on here and I'm going to ask you to give your background here in just a second, but I, I coach women on social media and how to show up and how to build a business via social media. And one of the things that I believe in so wholeheartedly is creating consistent content. And I don't care what kind of content it is that you choose, but I just want you to pick some lane, at least one to post long form content and do it consistently. And I'm so passionate about it because I've seen what that has done for my business and for my clients. And you've done that as well. And the lane that you chose is blogging. And now you have this huge business and community and you are like the queen of blogging. And it's just, it's <laughs> insane. So how did that happen? How did you get here? Like, tell us a little bit about your background and why blogging and how you got here. Yeah. Well, before I, I say that, let me just talk, like, I love that you're all about consistency. That's all I preach as well. Like yeah. literally it's all about, I mean, when I started, I literally blogged like every single day, every people could expect that at 6 PM sharp, uh, a new blog post, 
And that, that happened for two whole years. Every, was, day. every single day, one new blog post. Wow. So I looked a lot bigger and a lot, you know, like that my blog had been around a lot longer before I had even really, I don't know, tapped into like even becoming really well-versed in blogging. So I 100% agree with that. In addition to that, when um, I kind of started Instagram as well, I committed to posting every single day and I have done so since for, once again, two whole years. And it just expanded my growth. I mean, the algorithm in uh, Google, the algorithm in Instagram, all the algorithms will favor you if you post consistently every single day, they will boost your content organically for you. So thank you for saying that. I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> wow. Every day. I mean, oh gosh, that, that's a whole conversation right there. And I don't even like, I don't even post every day. So now I'm like, oh man, maybe, maybe <laughs> I need to go. Cause I used to, and maybe I need to go back to that. So every day. So, well, Okay. I think when you start, it's good to post every day. And then once you get into your niche, it's okay to like do it, you know, maybe two times or three times. I've scaled back. Everyone scales back once they hit, you know, like a certain amount of content level. So I think that's actually really smart. Yeah. Good to know, but you got to pay your dues. And that that's, I'm going to ask you some questions around that too, because I know that a lot of people, when you, they don't realize, you know, they see where you are now. They see my business, how it is now. And they don't, they weren't there for the grind to build up to this. So we're going to get all into that. But first let's, let's talk about your background. Yeah. So I originally started in the wedding industry. So I was known as like the wedding girl. So if you wanted, you know, your uh, dress. I sold dresses. I sold. I, I worked at a venue. Um, I did wedding planning. Like I did everything wedding. Um, but my one phone call basically changed the trajectory of my career and my life. My uh, boyfriend at the time called me and told me that his brother had just been murdered. And I asked my boss if I could go see him and be with his family. Um, and I never even. I never asked for you know time off. I was like a workaholic. Right. And he said no because it would affect sales. So uh-huh. I had no other choice but to quit. I moved overseas to Honduras where he was living and basically I had to reinvent myself because I didn't have a job. I mean, plus it's like 80% unemployment right there. So uh, it's really, I mean, it's a developing country. It's really, really different. Um, And so I decided when I was in the wedding industry, I was a national wedding sales manager. Um, And so I, as a stress reliever, I actually interned for this blogger and I would go and be her press, you know, for events. I mean, just did it for free because it was fun for me. Um, and you know, go write about, you know, and I didn't even like writing. Like I still don't like writing. So it's really ironic that I was called a blogger. I'll get to that later. Why? (laughs) But, um, so yeah, so I related blogging with this feeling of bliss and this feeling of importance because of the events that I went to. And so when I was in a situation of like being, you know, uh, jobless, homeless, you know, all these different things. Um, not, I mean, not homeless, but like I was, you know, uh, I, I moved there and right. with two suitcases, right? Um, I wanted to start a blog to get a feeling back again. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to obtain it, but uh, but anyways, I started and I, and I named it Lady Boss Blogger because I wanted it to, I, that's who I wanted to become or whatever that, however that would look like. And I didn't know what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in so doing, creating a resource that I personally needed, I created a resource that other people needed as well because it was something that I couldn't find online at the time. And 
And so I just created it. And so that's how it all kind of started. <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay. So just to, to clarify, so you moved to Honduras and you started doing this on the side. You were interning for another blogger, right? Oh, sorry. So it, this was in, so in Chicago, when I was the national wedding sales manager, I interned for a blogger. Got it. And okay. then when I moved to Honduras, mm-hmm. I had zero ties, nothing. And mm-hmm. then I started my own blog. Okay. And then what was the focus whenever you first got started? Cause I know what you're doing now, but what was, mm-hmm. what was like your niche then? Did you even have one? So I, yeah, I wanted to learn from entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs because like the year prior, once again, I had just met so many male entrepreneurs. And while I'm like, that's great, but I was like, where's all the women at? You know, so I wanted like a central hub to kind of focus, you know, so to to learn from other women because women, we do business differently. We think differently. It's just different, you know? And so that's what Lady Boss Blogger was. It was a, it was a, uh, interview hub for female entrepreneurs. And so that's what I posted. So I didn't write my own blog posts. I just posted interviews that they would write because my internet was terrible there too. So I would send them the interview of your Word doc. They would send it back to me and then I would post it with their photos and different stuff like that. So I didn't even have any contact. I've never met them. I've never even talked to them. Um, I just blogged about them. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. (laughs) And you still do that to this day. And that's how for, to give everybody listening a little bit of context of how we met, you asked me to do an interview on your blog. And I was like, Hey, let's, we need to swap or do some sort of interview together because this is amazing. So you just decided like, Hey, lady boss blogger, this is who I am now. This is what I want to rise to meet. This is my title. And I want to find, seek out, find, and talk to other female entrepreneurs. And you just started doing some research and cold messaging them and reaching out to them and asking them for interviews. Yeah. I, well, actually, so the bulk of how I, like how I started making money was actually, I asked them if they would pay me to get interviewed on my blog. And so that's how I monetized my very first year. And I couldn't believe that. I mean, Uh, I was desperate. Like, okay. So I, I had no idea. I had no service. I had no skills. I had nothing. Um, but like, so the first month I was like, I reached out to like a hundred women, 10 women got back to me. And the one woman said, yes, I'll be willing to pay you $5 to get interviewed. So I was like, great. So then the next month I raised my, uh, my prices to, um, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30, da, 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 until like a year later, it was a hundred. And that's where I caps it off. Um, now my business model is a lot different. That's mm-hmm. when I first started. Um, and so that was my quote unquote service. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know anybody else who has done it like that. Crappy. I'm obsessed. <laughs> that's so good, Elaine. I'm just, I mean, that just goes to show like you just did it. Like you, you figured it out. You know, you, you didn't sit around and say, Oh, I don't have any services. I don't have anything to do. You, you came up with something out of thin air and you made it happen and you reach out to a hundred people, only 10 people came back to you, but it worked. So you did that for the first year. And then I assume by then the readership was, uh, what did that look like? How did you continue to monetize without charging for those interviews? Yeah. So then after a year, I was interviewed by the Huffington Post and about blogging. And that's when I realized that, oh my God, blogging is like my 
strength. You know, they were like, uh, you know, talking about my blog versus my content, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're like, how does she create this blog that has amassed such a following? You know, like it was like 150K um, followers in like one year. And so it was just like really, I don't know, it just grew really quick. And so it got their attention. And so um, after that, then I started getting a lot of emails about like, oh, how did you start your blog and different stuff like that. So I collected all their questions and basically put it into a course and then started selling that course because that's what everyone was wondering about. And so I never wanted to blog about blogging, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) I really wanted to continue blogging about entrepreneurship, business, but that's what I, I listened to what people wanted from me specifically. Right. And I just, I, I, I gave them what they wanted. <laughs> and then after that, um, people started wondering, okay, we know you're the lady boss blogger, but who are you? Who's Elaine Brow? Mm-hmm. And so then I started my Instagram about, you know, my personal like lifestyle, my travels, my products I use, blah, blah. And that's how I started becoming known as a quote unquote influencer. When it, someone first called me that, I was like, like kind of cringy. I don't know. It felt uh-huh. like a little bit weird. Um, but then I, you know, I just started embracing it. And then I, you know, the brand started noticing. And then that was a whole other revenue stream that I was able to tap into because now that I think I also tapped into it. Like when people were like, Oh, like, um, it's it's still growing, it's still changing, um, and you're setting the rules. I mean, with all this stuff, like I mean, you and me both, like we're like creating the the the, the industry, so to speak, which right. is like super exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right, and I think what's really interesting about what you just said too was this wasn't even really what you thought. Like if you were to think in the future of what your business would look like, it's probably not that, you know, what it looks like now, but you just kind of went with the flow because it was working. And that's true for me as well. I knew that I wanted to be some sort of entrepreneur, but my business and teaching social media and teaching what I teach, I would have never in a million years thought that that's the route that I would go. But would you agree that for somebody to get started and figure out their path, that they just, they have to get started somewhere. They have to get started with what they know and then just kind of like trust the breadcrumbs that come along the way. Well, what I would say is that like when you're creating content or when you're generating content, like always have the reader in mind. For example, like it, how to create valuable content is really actually easy because all you have to do is create something that other people will, will it, it, that's helpful for other people, right? So then when I created Lady Boss Blogger, it was all about like uh, helping myself learn. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then obviously that helped other people learn as well. So like if you're like constant, constant, con- consistently being a learner, mm-hmm. um, you're going to attract other learners and then you're going to like all be learning together. The only difference uh, about, you know, being somebody who has like a platform is that like you've learned enough that now you can teach other people what you have learned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, basically all I did was just follow what it is that I enjoyed, what I liked, what I needed to be honest. Right. Um, and, and that's it. Like, um, and, the, and then of course, after, after a while, I started listening to what people wanted from me. So, but to start off with is just what 
kind of content do you enjoy creating? You know, what kind of content do you naturally gravitate towards, naturally want to create, um, and and just do it, you know, daily? Because that is probably what you already do daily. You know, like a lot of people, when they talk about like, they're like, oh, I don't know what to post on Instagram, you know? And I'm like, well, what products do you use daily? Uh You know, and just share that. Right. Because if you're already doing it, it's going to be so much, obviously, if you're already doing it, it's going to be a lot easier than trying to pick up something that doesn't come natural to you. And that's exactly what happened for me too. I was already learning it. I was already doing it for clients. So I just turned around and shared exactly what you said, shared my experience there was a need for it. And I saw this market of women that needed to know what I knew, but in a format that they could apply to their own businesses. And I mean, it's so true. That's just, I I truly believe. And that's what I tell my clients too, because I know that a lot of women struggle with that. They want these businesses. They want to be quote influencers or bloggers, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what their niche is. I actually got that question before we got on this interview. Somebody asked, I, you know, she said, I have so many ideas. I have so many different ways that I can take a blog, but I'm having a hard time choosing one. Mm-hmm. So I know how, like the advice I would give her, but how would you answer that? Yeah. So there I would answer There's personal brand and there's a professional brand, mm-hmm. right? So if you have so many interests, you don't know where to go. I would go with a personal brand, which is basically like yourname.com or, you know, mm-hmm. your stuff. So that it's just, uh, it's easy to pivot because it's just all about you and your interests. If you do have something more, you know, specialized, like, you know, you want to talk about blogging or whatever, um, then obviously go with a professional brand. But in addition to your professional brand, I would always recommend a personal brand as well. Agreed. So um, I, I would say... Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to have a personal brand, no matter what. So if you have no idea, just start there, and um, yeah, post post about everything that is helpful for other people. Like for example, um, a lot of people the, the 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 problem that they have when they're starting is that they blog about their lifestyle. That's great. But it's like, okay, let's say if I'm talking about this shirt, right? And I'm like, oh, this fits perfectly, da da. And then what I would also include is that, like, okay, this has helped me solve, you know, the problem of, you know, like. I don't know, staying warm. I don't know, whatever. You right, know what I mean? right. Like if, if you live in a, in a colder environment or temperature, this would be great for you because it's actually, it keeps me really warm. Yeah. And relate it back to whoever's watching. Don't make it just all about you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So if somebody were considering to start a blog right now, what would you say is required of them to make it a success in terms of time, resources? Obviously, we've already touched on consistency. But if somebody were really, really seriously wanting to monetize a blog, like that's how they wanted to make the bulk of their income, what do they need to know or what do they need to get started? First, you have to purchase your domain. No matter what, you can, it cannot be on a free platform. Um, the ones I would recommend are like Bluehost or GoDaddy um, mm-hmm. because those are like the most secure. Those are the, the most well-known and um, just the ones that uh, most six-figure bloggers use as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely purchase your domain first and then claim all your social medias around that. Um, so I actually purchased Lady Boss blog and then realized that random people had these different domains and that's part of branding as well. So once you purchase your domain, 
then go out and, or look for the social medias. If they're all good, then purchase the domain and then make sure they all match is what she's saying. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) You're fine. Just uh, thinking what they're wondering. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and so, Wait, sorry. I forgot the question. <laughs> no, you're good. Like what resources? So if somebody were to oh, get right. started with a blog, yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically the, the very first thing that I, after I purchased my domain that I invested in was social media scheduler. So okay. basically it looks like I'm online all the time because I wanted to make sure that I was on, but I didn't want to be on, mm-hmm. you know, like that's mm-hmm. like when you start automating everything. That's when you actually have a business. That's when you actually can have time freedom. And for me, success is time freedom, right? Being able to Mm -hmm. do what I want, when I want and wherever I want. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, so I would say a social media scheduler that recues your content. So for example, for me, I use smarter queue. And what I do is I schedule 90 days worth of content. And then I just re like it, it, it just goes in. It was, it was it recycles my content. Yeah. And And so I'm good for like a year because you know, and then I just don't touch it. So it just regurgitates my content, you know? And so that completely frees my time, um, of having to re, you know, but it's also the content that I post, you know, such as quotes, different stuff like that, inspirational, motivational, that's my niche. That's what I do. Um, and then of course, when I have new content, I post that as well, but it doesn't necessarily go into that, uh, uh cycle feed. So there's certain things that you can do that are evergreen, Evergreen Um, content would go in there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, So that really frees up your time. Amazing. Tell me what that site is again. Uh, If you go, you can go to ladybossblogger.com slash smarter Q. Smarter Q. Okay. I'll get that link for you and we'll link it in the show notes too. So people can find it. That's really good. I've heard of other, um, what, what's the big one that a lot of people use? Buffer. Uh, What is it? I think it's Buffer. Buffer. Yeah, that's right. And I've thought about using it. I, I haven't gotten around to it, but talking about it, I'm like, man, I, I probably need that in my life at this point. And mm-hmm. I see what you're saying because a lot of my people are mamas or or they have another job or they just have really busy schedules, which we all do. Everybody has a busy schedule and adding another thing where, you know, they hear you saying that they should be posting every day to get started or really, really close to it can seem super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that tool, I mean, if you can sit down plan, like you said, 90 days or so worth of content, you're good to go. And then you can just continue creating. Mm -hmm. And it only takes like a few days to create, you know, like if you have like, I like to work with templates, right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's also really good with branding, right. So you just copy, paste, copy, paste, change out the content. And then you have already a hundred posts. It's super easy. I just use Canva and just, you know, drop, drop and drag. So it's it's easier than you might think, but you do have to, of course, plan it and, uh, you know, schedule it in. 100%. So how long, and I realize that this answer varies, of course, for everybody and depending on a million different things, but in your experience, how long should one plan on putting in the work, right? The grind before they actually see results such as like a large readership, starting to get some sponsors. Have you seen like an average timeframe based on your clients and students? You know, it really varies, uh, to be honest, just because not everyone, I mean, just the, pe- it's so personalized yeah. that 
Um, it's, it's hard to come up with a number per se. Um, but I, I mean, I would just say create content daily and, and post daily. I know that sounds so vague and so general. It does. Yeah. Well, you know, it actually works. (laughs) What I tell my girls is in the beginning, you're not going to get a ton. You're not going to get an applause at first. You're not going to monetize anything right out the gate. You're not going to get paying clients. You know, every, anything worth having is going to take time to build. Anything good is going to take time, right? So what I would say to my girls, if they were wondering, I would say release all expectations. Like if you're doing this, like, yes, anything we do business-wise, do we want to monetize? Obviously, of course we do. But would you say that if somebody, if the only reason why they wanted to blog is to monetize, would you advise them to go for it? Or do you think that they need to have more of a passion around it to where they can put in that time and consistency before they can actually make money from it? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would, re- even if someone just wanted to make money blogging, I would still recommend them to do it because I think regardless of their reason behind it, it's about their content that they produce. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that uh, for, it, it, it's, I feel like it's all about the pitch, right? Like the more you try, the more, th- the, you know, things that you, re- the brands that you reach out to or um, things that you, yeah. then the more chances that you're going to create for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get that brand deal, reach out to a hundred brands, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to, whatever it is that you want to do, just make your options as, as, as wide as cast that net as wide as possible. Um, and then those opportunities will come, you know? Sure. So is that what you did? Is that how, like, that, that was my next question for you. Like the best ways to monetize, monetize a blog, what would you suggest? I would actually suggest getting into affiliate marketing uh, really early on because that's all about links. That's all about cashing out on links. That's about commissions. And so if you have a lot of these affiliate links in your blog, they're going to, the more tra- as your traffic increases, the, the more income you're going to get on a passive level, mm-hmm. right? Because people are just going to click on your content and then if they like it, they'll purchase it mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I wish I would have started way earlier um, because obviously mine was just a service. I did start monetizing like week one. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. Um, I feel like if you want to start monetizing week one, it will be a service. If you want to build and kind of like scale it as you go, affiliate links. If you can do both, do both at the that's same the best way. Mm-hmm. And grow um, the affiliate. Mm-hmm. And then while you're doing that, make sure that you're growing your email list as well, because your email list is your number one marketing tool that you're going to be like, like if, for example, when Instagram, I don't know, went down on Thanksgiving, you know, last right. week, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's freaking out. I sent an email. I was like, you know what? I have my, you know, 15,000 subscribers. I'm good. You know, but mm-hmm. th- that's why you need to start it because if, if your Instagram gets shut down, gets hacked, whatever, you don't have access to that audience, quote unquote, because that audience isn't yours. You're, you're basically borrowing it from Instagram versus if it's in your email list, it's yours and your data to keep and to send and to use, you know? So, so, so true. I couldn't agree more. Um, I just think that as a business owner, it's smart. You don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket and you want to be able to reach your people and not 
be at the mercy of another platform to be able to do that. So I agree with you 100%. So I love what you just said. I think that that is such good advice. Um, what you said about, you know, if you have a service, awesome. And that's a way to make money right out the gate. If you actually have something to sell. So this would be coaching. This would be, you know, your service at the time was blogs or offering to interview other female entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have courses and all of that. Um, but you also advise people to start affiliate links or at implementing affiliate links right out the gate, despite their readership, because as you grow, um, and those blogs will remain there, right? So people will see old blogs plus going to get recycled. Um, and that's just, that's just passive income coming in. Yep. Exactly. You, you said it a lot better than I did. <laughs> no, no. I just wanted to make sure. It. I just wanted to make sure that I was understanding. Cause I'm like, man, I need to get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Thanks for putting it in a very comprehensive way. I'm kind no. of like all over the place. So. No, you're, no, you're doing beautifully. Truly. I'm just, I'm trying to catch up here. Keep up. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So I've worked with a couple of women who are bloggers and um, they're more in the fashion industry and they want to be affiliates of, you know, what's the like to know it app and things like that. So the affiliate links that you use, does somebody like for a beginner, for instance, do you have to have a certain level of audience or audience size to be able to partner up? Like, is there a a brand that helps influencers create these affiliate links or do you just advise people to go like specific stores and going that route? So different brands have different ways of doing it, which is what makes it hard. Some Um, they have their own personal affiliate links, which basically they go through their own company. So they generate their own links and they operate it within their company. Other ones outsource it to like these networks mm-hmm. that have like a bunch of like different uh, place uh, brands that you can sign up with. Mm-hmm. And like, this is so- something such as Awin, uh, Re- 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 Tukin Marketing, Share a Sale. These are like these huge networks that like you can sign up for and, and and then of course get your links. But if you want to work with a specific company, you would you should always ask them do number one if they have an affiliate program. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, is it in house? And then of course number three, where where do I sign up if it's not right? And actually, Pepper Jam and, and some other d- different ones like that are also getting popular now too. So there's just okay. so much out there. Um, so I would recommend yeah just just talk to the brand. Um, Start with the brands that you actually use. I think that's important too, right? Like what do you actually use? And then do you recommend starting there? And are you saying that you, you are advising people to try and do in-house versus these larger platforms? Um, it really doesn't matter. Uh, like, I mean, it's whatever is easier, I guess, you know, it's, I would recommend whatever, obviously the brand that you want. Like if you do Maybelline and you have Oh, sorry. You're talking about fashion, but anyways, if you have Maybelline and mm-hmm. you know, NY, I forgot what is it, NYX or something. Anyways, yeah. then you would reach out to them specifically and then figure that out first. And then okay. once you get familiar with affiliate marketing, then you can, you know, see what else is out there. I love it. That's awesome. So we know the average time, how to monetize now. What do you find when you look at other bloggers or people that want to come up, what do you find are common mistakes that people make when first getting into blogging? 
Um, I would say just too focused on uh, talking about lifestyle versus helpful tips. You know, um, like I feel like there's an old way of blogging, which is like, this is my online diary. The new way of blogging is a lot more marketing based, a lot more service based and a lot more, um, content marketing based, Mm -hmm. um, it's all about, yeah, like getting like helpful tutorials, how to X, Y, Z, uh, five steps to X, Y, Z. So if you're starting, I would always recommend if you can come up with like 10 topics, uh, 10 headlines that you can write about very fluidly mm-hmm. and, and you know that content like you know the back of your hand if you know the back of your hand hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I would recommend coming up with those 10 and then writing that content um, in terms of like what people will search in Google right mm-hmm. no one's going to search how you know Elaine's first day of kindergarten <laughs> you know, no right what I like that. to do on the weekends <laughs> right exactly like always think what what are you searching you know like more than likely it's tutorials so I would start there and then branch out from that something that gets my nerves so bad is when I'm looking for a recipe and I look online and you find a good one with like great reviews, but you have to scroll through pages and pages and pages of this blogger's backstory on a recipe. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just give me the recipe. And I, I agree. I think how you put that is so well said. And something that we all should listen to, the way that blogging, the way everything is done is going to evolve, right? Including blogging and what you're saying, and I'm not as familiar, but it was more normal and people were kind of into the diary thing. But now people, are you saying that people want short, sweet, to the point, give me the juice, give me what I want to know and leave me alone? Well, that's the case for millennials, at least. Mm -hmm. That's your target audience, and that's who you're catering to. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's different generations out there. But like, if if millennials is your target audience, yeah, keep it short and sweet for sure. Great point. (laughs) To the your demographic, (laughs) right? Because I could I could totally see my mom be like, "Oh, I would love to hear the family history on this." Yes, (laughs) yes. When I'm like, forget it. I don't mm-hmm. have the time for these words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, just read it to me, you know, where's the audiobook? <laughs> right, right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. Would you say that the blogging community is too saturated or do you think it ever will get too saturated if somebody was worried about that? I think it is what you make of it, to be honest. Like everything's always going to be saturated no matter True. what it is that you do. So if you don't do it, you're not going to be part of that saturation and you're not going to get to your goals. If you want to get to what you want to get to, you have to saturate yourself in that community. Otherwise, you know, like what's the point of thinking about it and not doing it? You know, there's so many people that are like, oh, I want to X, Y, Z. I'm thinking about, you know, starting this YouTube channel or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, well, just try it, do it. And see how it goes because you don't know until you try. So I agree. That frustrates me a lot when I see people, I mean, for months or even years, I want to, I've been wanting to, but it's so saturated. There's so many people doing it and it's like, girl, bye. I mean, come on. I mean, if you really want to do something that bad, 
why not? I mean, I, I can't imagine why you would ever sit there and let the time go by wondering what if, right? So like, at least give yourself the chance. Cause to me, like the good rises to the top regardless. And like you said, if you're putting out content that's actually serving an audience and you know that people need, and you're tapped into who you're talking to and what they want from you, I think that you will find some sort of niche and carve your way into success period. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like I didn't know that like my blog would evolve and turn into what it has turned into if I hadn't started and if I hadn't done what I, what it is that I wanted to do. Right. And so I feel like you won't necessarily know, you know, if a, it will work, if two, if B, you will still be in that same niche or whatever right. until you start actually doing it and figuring it out and, and seeing how it is that you naturally like to work, how people are gravitating towards you or not gravitating towards you. You know, like it's all about the pivot you know? And so, um, yeah, just please start. <laughs> please start. And, and like I said a minute ago, you know, that's exactly, that's exactly what it was for me. I didn't know what this would look like. You didn't know what your business would look like, but we never would have found out if we would not have start put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I didn't even know that entrepreneurship was a faint, like that I could obtain this. I felt like it was so far away from me. And actually number two, I didn't even really want it. Like, because, because I thought that it was so unobtainable. Mm. And so when I started blogging a lot, like uh, most people were saying, Oh, blogging's dead. You know, that's mm. what everyone was saying. And I was like, well, okay, that's cool. But I still want to do it. You know, I still want to like, it, it, because it wasn't like, I didn't want to necessarily quote unquote, like monetize it per se, even though I did because I needed to. Um, but I don't know, like, cause I tried something and then it worked and mm -hmm. then I continued to do it. But if I hadn't started and I hadn't done it, then I wouldn't have known that, you know, charging for interviews could work. <laughs> exactly. Who knew? I mean, how mm -hmm. genius is that? I'm still shocked. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm thinking like, hmm, <laughs> what? Hmm. Their possibilities are endless there. That is so good, Elaine. So what are the next steps for you? Are you going to stick with the blogging? What, what are your, what are, what's next for you in 2020? I'm so interested. Yeah. So I'm starting to speak more at conferences and different stuff like that. Um, I'll be speaking at, uh, I actually spoke at bloggy conference last, last year, which was incredible. Um, and this year, uh, it's, it was in Ohio in Cedar point. So we oh. went to the roller coasters as well. And I was like, ah, I brought my what? husband. He was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so this year I'll be speaking at the keys to digital media, uh, the keys to digital marketing, um, about influencer marketing, actually. So a little bit more focused on influencer marketing and influencers and stuff like that in terms of blogging as well. So blogging as like the, the method of how to like get into influencer marketing mm -hmm. and how those two kind of like go hand in hand in monetizing and marketing as well as in building a online business. Um, so that's what I'll be talking about, um, there. So yeah, I definitely wanted to get more, I guess, like out there, but like the thing is I don't like networking. Okay. <laughs> like I don't ah. like going out there. I don't like, you know, being in the party. Right, right. I am, I hide behind my blog. Uh -huh. I just, and that's, that's all, like you know, even like the video, I'm just like, it took me like the, uh, I think it was like two years ago and actually, okay. I've only been blogging three years. If you can believe that. That's wild. So, like you can 
do it is what I'm saying. Um, but anyways, three years, uh, two years ago, I did my first podcast interview and it was video and I was shaking. Like oh. I hated video so much. Like I could, my voice was like trembling, you know, and I booked three of them all in a row because like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start saying yes. Good you know, you. like this 2007 or whatever year that was, was the year of yes. And so I said yes and said yes to all the podcasts, all the video, all the everything. And then I got okay with it. And then the next year, following year after that, I started doing Instagram videos and stuff like that. And then this year is going to be YouTube. So more and more, it's going to be more and more video. Um, Even though I hate it, I still hate it, but I still do it because it's, it is the way like if, if you're in business, online business specifically, you have to be a marketer. It doesn't matter if you hate it or not. It's, it's, it's your business. It's, it's how it's run. So you have to love marketing. We have such, so many parallels because I too was so scared of video and I had to do the exact same thing that you were talking about. I finally, cause I saw the value in it and I said, and it was holding me back so much. I wouldn't do stories. I would, IGTV wasn't a thing. <laughs> yes! at the time, Right. <laughs> and I was like, this, this, cl- this is the one thing that's like truly holding me back. And I finally, and I, it was like a year. What was that? I think it was two, 2017 for me as well. 2017 or 18. I can't remember. Um, and it was my fearless year. I was just going to go for it. And it was all around video. I was just going to, I just fully immerse myself and like immersion therapy and just force myself to do it. And here we are and it's no big deal. So I hope anybody that's listening to this takes that away. Like Elaine has this incredible business and it all started from her saying yes to the things that she wasn't sure about. She wasn't necessarily interested in fully as far as like writing, um, in video, but here you are and you're doing it because you said yes and you just forced yourself to do it. And I, I think that's so admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know that you have a ton, a ton, a ton of resources. So for anybody listening right now who is thinking, okay, I need to do this. I'm ready to get started. Elaine has courses on courses and workshops, right? Like a ton of information. So tell me where people can find you, what resources you recommend, what should people do if they're ready to get started with this right now? Yeah. Um, so I have three major, (laughs) major resources (laughs) that I would recommend. Um, but the first one is my free course. It's the seven day, how to start a money-making blog. I also have another one. If you already have a blog and you want to like grow it, I have a 21 day how to build a better blog. Um, and that's a free course as well that you can go through. And then of course I have my main course, uh, which is a paid course. Um, and it's how to start a money-making blog. And there's like, um, I mean, there's just so much uh, stuff in there. It's everything I know. Um, so if you are serious about wanting to do it, um, in my seven day course, it's like basically seven courses I took from my, I think I have 114 or something uh, courses in my actual course. So it's seven courses taken out of that 114 uh, uh, paid course. Oh, wow. So, 
Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in there. I, so I, I seriously, it's everything I know. <laughs> so many. And you, for anybody listening, if you don't know, Elaine has taught 150,000 people how to do this. So you know your stuff. So you took like the cream of the crop, you put it all together. Um, thank you so much. That's so incredibly generous to offer the free courses too. Um, I'll get those links from you as well. And we'll put those in the show notes, but Thank you so much. Is there anything else, any last words that you would offer anybody listening right now? Um, make 2020 your year to start that side hustle. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Pick a lane, stick in it, or stick with it. Be consistent. Don't worry about the money yet. Would you agree? Just like start showing up and trust that things will fall into place and you'll be led where you want to go. Uh, I would say have a little bit of a strategy, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you can learn from my courses. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's there. There is there is strategy to it. But if you're unsure and and you don't know, just start. And, yes. And, create content. Oh yeah. Definitely have a strategy. I preach that all the time. (laughs) Our time is too valuable. (laughs) Y'all know what you're doing and then go. But in terms of like what you're talking about, I say just like trust your gut and go with it. But so good. Elaine, you are amazing. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you for your time. Um, and yeah, people follow Elaine and what's your, share your Instagram really quickly. Um, I have, so my personal one is Elaine Rao, E-L-A-I-N-E-R-A-U. And my uh, professional one is Lady Boss Blogger. Lady Boss Blogger. Awesome. And we'll link that too. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much. And I know, I feel like you and I will talk soon. Yes. (laughs) Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.